From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop, New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sex. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album Drop is on the air. Thank you so much for being a part of today's program. Lots of great stuff to get to today, including a very rare, a very special live at CHUO session with Halifax's Glory Hound. The guys are going to be coming in in about a half an hour. We're have a little chat. They're going to play some tunes. It's going to be a good time. We also got some great new music to get to today. We're going to tackle Beck's Song Reader, the album version. Play a couple tracks from that. and Also got a killer, absolutely killer cover tune to get to. It's, um, I mean, I love cover songs, and I have for a long time. We're going to do something a little bit different today. Often, you know, with the covers that go one way or the other, either it's a pretty faithful interpretation, or it just, takes right in the other direction and that's what we've got for you today something that just goes right in the other direction it's pretty spectacular i'll be coming up shortly but right off the top i want to talk about the brand new record from cousins the halls of Wickwire. they're a two-piece out of halifax they recorded the record late 2012 took a little while to get it out on the press but they have done so and it is available now really cool tunes on this one Great jangly indie pop stuff. First one I want to get to is called What's Your Name? It's brand new stuff from Cousins. They're on the album drop. CHUO 89.1 FM. Yeah. 
Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. to the album drop only on CHUO 89.1 FM.
Cousins. That one is called Phone. We also heard At Odds. First one is called What's Your Name? And all three from the new record, The Halls of Wickwire. Available now through hand-drawn Dracula Records here in Canada and Bada Bang Records in the U.S. And the whole record is available to stream through our friends at Exclaim. Great website, exclaim.ca. I've put the link up on our website, thealbumdrop.ca, so you can check out the cool jangly indie pop that makes up the entire release from the band Cousins. You're listening to the album drop here on CHUO 89.1 FM. Thanks for being a part of today's program. My name's Phil Shurikawa. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be a part of our show. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And after several years somewhat dormant, and again, we'll talk about that. It's a little bit uh, bit of a loose term. Beck is back with a vengeance. Album number 13 was released a few weeks ago. And it is the an audio version of a record that he first published back in late 2012 called Song Reader. Now this one got a lot of press. You probably heard about it. This is the record that Beck did. He wrote the entire thing. And then he published the sheet music without actually recording it. In fact, most of the tunes on this record he has yet to put to tape. There's one that he's done so far and a couple he's played live. We'll get to that one in just a little bit. But it's really cool what he's done here. Essentially, he... And what he's, this is what he said from the beginning when this uh, record first came out. He's more interested in how other artists interpret his work. And that's, um, that's what we see here. Anybody, of course, who got into Beck back in the mid-90s will recognize that his style has changed quite a lot over the course of well, the last 20 years, for sure. I mean, yes, this is the guy who wrote Loser and Devil's Haircut and all those great tunes that you know from him. But that is hardly the man who makes the music that we're listening to today. It's his 13th record, technically. Of course, Beck's uh, still based out of Los Angeles, where he, he was born and raised. The first one I want to play for you here today was recorded by Jarvis Cocker, who you may know from the band Pulp. It's called Eyes That Say I Love You. The record is called Song Reader. It was written by Beck, and it's here on the album Drop CHUO 89.1 FM. When the night has come cold And you're standing so alone On the threshold of the rest of what you know Skelter fall to your demise. 
you come running oh, with eyes that say I love you. Yeah, you come running oh, with eyes that say I love you. Yeah, you've been blind, you've been blind, and I won't know you. I won't see you, I won't need you, I won't love you anymore. Nathan Gill from North Lakes. You're listening to the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. I'm down. I'm down and this town is a nuisance. It put my backbone all in a ruin. And with the area code of a true end. I'm fluent in the hazards of love yeah. Listen, I fed a warrant to a billy goat I fixed the spelling on a suicide note I get well caught from the Holy Ghost To a beggar who smells like a rose I'm down, I'm down and I feel like a loner there's a skyscraper city below her I wanna feed my heart to a cobra Cause nothing ever happens to me Alright Like a blessing disguised as a curse Like a sermon that's run out of words Like a cage that can't keep any birds I can't keep my arms around you I'm down
was teaching me how to be free. Okay. Like a prayer in a personal ad. Like a knife in a broken back. Learn to love what you can't get rid of before it gets rid of you. I'm down. What's up? This is Wade McNeil from Gallows, and you're listening to the album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. Look up heaven's ladder, see the angels climb down. With their eyes are full of stars and their heads in the clouds. The danger with the failure to keep both feet on the ground And when the sun sets on
brand new stuff from Beck. That one's called Heaven's Ladder. Before that, we heard Jack White and his interpretation of I'm Down. The first one we played for you was Jarvis Cocker tackling the tune Eyes That Say I Love You, and all three written by Beck, originally published as part of his record Song Reader, now available on the CD companion to the published album, number 13, from Mr. Hansen. And it's, it's his second record of 2014. He had Morning Phase, which came out back in February. But again, you know, he only recorded one tune of the 20 that appear on this record. Lots of really cool artists on this one, too. Nora Jones, fun. Jack Black does a tune. Lots of great stuff. Highly encouraged listen. And you heard it here on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM. Good afternoon. I'm Phil Shurikawa. We're going to take our only break of the hour here on the program and come back with our very special guest, Halifax's Glory Hound. We're sitting in for the second half of the program, playing some tunes, we're having a chat. You don't want to miss it. It's all coming up right after this. You're only moments away from more great music. The album drop will return only on CHUO 89.1 FM. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. What's your favorite radio station? CHUO 89.1 FM. Now, let's get back to the album drop. Here's Phil Shirakawa. We are back here on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM. I'm Phil Shurikawa. Joining me in studio for the second half of this program is Halifax's Glory Hound. And gentlemen, I see you have the guitars ready. Want to play a song for us? Okay, this is Loaded Gun. One, two, three, four. You're my little white line. My body shakes You make me feel so fine Haven't slept in a week Still wide awake The way you load me up All I can say Straight shot Nice and deadly You will be my wild woman Stay calm, steady hand I will be your loaded gun Right. 
stuff from Glory Hound. It's here on the album Drop CHUO 89.1 FM. I guess my first question would be uh, obviously yeah, you guys are originally from Halifax but you, are you officially now based in Toronto? Is that a fair statement? No, no. We, we actually still still live at home on the east coast. We're still in Halifax. In our parents basements. In our parents basements. Is that uh, part of the reality of uh, being a Canadian band today? We don't actually live with our parents, but yeah, I think that that is part of the reality for yeah, many bands, I'm sure. It's not it's not a crazy thing to live in your parents' basement if you're a musician. It's certainly <laughs> a normal thing. Why do you think that is? Well, Because musicians are broke. Because musicians are It's hard for them to make money. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been out on the road long enough to know, why do people put themselves through this lifestyle? Uh, the love of it. I mean, it's sort of like the NHL except probably a little crazier and takes a lot longer and you have to do it you know it'd be like a whole team or a whole line going through to the NHL so I mean the odds aren't great but you know it's a really fun way to explore the country and and meet a lot of people and see a lot of places you wouldn't normally see um you know and and you know everyone likes a little bit of abuse so you know, it's worth it in the long run, but it's definitely, uh, you can see how the road eats a lot of people and uh, and breaks up a lot of bands. you got to be tough. It's a very interesting parallel you bring up because um, it's it's true. It's like there's there's such a huge, you know, gap between, you know, being, you know, U2 or whatever and then being a band that's, you know, able to go out there and have a good time and, and make it worth their time and that sort of thing. It's... Is I mean I don't know I, I and you brought up um, you know the 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 road eating up bands is um is that just something people say or does do you think that actually happens? Well, no, a lot, a lot a lot of bands are broken up by a lot, a lot of time logged on the road or you know a lot of bands don't last past five months because they don't get along they they play these tour dates outside of their city and then they realize that they hate each other. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we still hate each other, but like it's it's also yeah. how, how people deal with stress. I mean, if before a band ever first goes on a tour, they can think they're best friends, but you know, once you're sort of doing a nine-hour drive and there's no time to stop and there's nothing to eat and everyone yeah and and (laughs) people's you know it's when you get in the old pressure cooker that uh the cracks start to show in some people and luckily we uh all have enough fart jokes and we're all good enough at sleeping that we haven't gotten that far yet (laughs) yeah you gotta be you have to want to do it you have to want to want to make your music and you you have to want people to hear your music and that has to be the challenge. And then you always have to have a motivation to keep going, I think. For bands, like you have to have some kind of steady incline. I mean, if you're touring and you're touring and you're just doing this and things just aren't going good, then, then that's ultimately going to lead to a demise of a group. You have to have something that you're looking forward to, and you have to see, I think, some kind of steady gain either within what you're doing in the studio with a new record coming out, your shows are getting better, you're getting more fans. Uh, as long as you, yeah, and the music too, as long as you're still happy with the music you're playing, I think that could be... Yeah, it's going to be able to stay excited about it. Yeah. And sometimes that, that can be hard to do when you're in a lull, I think. But for us, when we're, like, we just got out of the studio uh, recently, we have a new record out, so we're using this to, you know, to get excited. It, it's, it's a big deal. It's probably the biggest thing that we've done so far as a band going out to Vancouver and making the record uh, with Garth Richardson and now is the time to tour these songs so I mean for us it's just we're just getting started at this at this point even though we've been doing it for a long time it feels like a fresh start because we've got the new record yeah. so I think that that helps us keep motivated but I can certainly understand how, how how lots of bands just can't you know can't keep at it because Eventually, you have to kind of look in the mirror and get realistic about things. Yeah, and does, if things just aren't a, working... It takes yeah. a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, there is a, certainly a lot of sacrifice. So I think the juice has to be worth a squeeze at the end of the day. And you have to make that call as you're going along, judging by what's going on around you. Without giving you know too many secrets away, let's talk a little bit about getting your band out there and promoting yourselves. How does Glory Hound tackle that, that sort of massive obstacle? I'd say that's probably still a, a work in progress, you know? It's... it's uh, it's a it's a constant game trying to figure out how to win at getting fans. Uh, we we try to let the music speak for itself, but of course now there's all these other different levels to it. Um, in in the modern game of the music industry, you got you know all the social media stuff, and you got to be on your game with that, and you know you got to you got to stay in everybody's faces essentially, because otherwise they forget about you. Everybody is attention span is is limited nowadays even ours uh, so you know it, it as long as you're you're writing good songs i'm still a believer that if if it's a good song it's it's gonna it's gonna make it right it comes down to the song and uh that's first and foremost anyway what do you guys think no that's yeah you hit on a lot of good points there uh well for us like to get fans we needed someone to help us do that so we we got management and you know that took a long time getting someone to believe in the band is really important i think and getting someone to really care so that was a big step and then we uh got our agent who books us across across canada right now we haven't been outside of canada too much but agents know uh they'll help you on figuring out what your key markets are so they'll take you in like for instance they places in toronto for a long time and we just hit markets around ontario which we're actually doing again right now um and just kind of work it and that's how you make one fan at a time that way. 
and our agents also get us on the road with bands who draw a lot of people. So if we're opening up, uh, then we're going to get in front of a lot more people and make a lot more fans. So management, agent, uh, you know, get a publicist at a certain point, which we have, and a record label. Like these, all, these people all work towards kind of making our machine run so we can get in front of people, we can get press, we can get shows, uh, even connect with fan base. But yeah, as Dave said, other than that, I just have to you know, play a lot of shows, write good songs, and uh, you know, radio has been a big thing for us too. So I don't want to, I don't want to forget about that because with Electric Dusk, our, our first single that actually made it to radio, it, it kind of changed the game for us in the respect that all of a sudden we started to become a household name around the East Coast and even some places around Canada that were spinning the song a lot. So that that changed because now we could convince promoters to put us on shows where they wouldn't before because they'd see us as a band in the charts and a band who could feasibly draw. So I think for a band, especially a band in rock and roll like we are, that is, I think the radio game is still plays an important part. And if you don't have it, I think it makes things a bit harder. So it would be fair to say it's marketed more in a business sense than in a sense of just, you know, we got these great songs, so let's get out in front of people and play them. Yeah, it's not just that easy, right? Yeah, if you don't have the business around that, then you can't make it happen. It's the balance of art and commerce. You know, it's it's a hard one to find, but I mean, it's it's there somewhere. And and every single artist, you know, Snoop Dogg, everyone's like, oh, he's hilarious and he's a stoner and he's having fun all the time. You know, he's doing business probably 20 hours a day. You know, it's just their business is to make it look like they don't have to work. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, you know, you brought up the fact, you know, in, in, in the rock and roll market, I mean, how many rock and roll bands are there in Canada, right? It's like... Yeah. It's like a dying rare bird or something. <laughs> <laughs> they exist. Kind of depressing. They're, yeah. they're, they're out there. They're, they're, they're out there for sure. I mean, how many successful rock bands are there in Canada? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. There's some. Can I get you to play another one for us? This is a song called Set It On Fire. I, I, I got lust for life. Yeah, got the sharpest knife. I, I, I don't want to lose control. You can be my rock if you let me roll. Sick of lying wide awake, losing faith in my hotel room. Set it on fire tonight. Let it burn slow and bright. Nobody left to fight. We wanted to. Ran out of love, so we set it on fire. Set it on fire. I, I, I got a couple regrets. Things you said, I wish I Shuts down. Oh, set it on 
the new record you were talking about recording it in vancouver how long did it take to put it down month and a week five five weeks, five weeks. plus pre-pro pre-production which we did a couple months earlier um which was out on the social shore nova scotia we kind of uh, isolated ourselves and worked on the tunes so including that six weeks all said and done tell our listeners what goes into pre-production of a record pre-production you'll get together with uh with your producer and it's also a great time to sort of bond and really get close and comfortable with your producer and the, and the producer to get comfortable with the band um, but what you'll do is he'll have already we already gave Garth all of our songs and so he came in with notes on some of them and we'd set up a jam space and we would play the songs for him and there'd be songs where'd be like nope no good next and uh but then the songs you know he liked we would take and strip apart so we'd sit down with the acoustics and we'd work on the actual form of the song you know if the verse is eight bars and the pre-chorus is four bars and write it all out Uh, and then we'd start tearing them apart um just cutting any fat and making any changes that could be better and then we put them put them uh through our instruments, you know, we set up the full band and, and see how it goes. And then we end up with 15 songs, which ended up as 11 once we got to yeah, tracking. 37 to 15, then to 11. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like, I don't know, disheartening when the... It's also awesome when somebody looks at your song and tears it apart. And it's like, needs a chorus, this part sucks, needs a bridge, put this in. It's like, oh man, but this is the song. Like, we wrote this song. Like, why are you screwing with it? But it's like when it's all recorded and finished, you hear it and you say, "Yes, that's that's why we did that." But that's why you. It makes sense at the end. That's why you have to trust the producer you're working with. And I think as soon as we got in there with Garth, we we figured out what he was all about. And uh, as soon as he started tearing apart our songs, we're like, "Oh, this is just making these songs a lot better." That's why I think band producer relationships is really important. And there's nothing against. That's nothing against bands who self-produce, but I just really like learning. I think we all learn so much every time we work with a new producer that it makes the band grow and better. Like that was my favorite part. I think of the whole recording experience was pre-pro, just because it was like that science part of music that was 
you know, it was obviously art, but like there's also obviously a science to kind of formatting a tune and arranging a song and just taking this out and putting this in, making a couple of dynamic shifts and all of a sudden the song clicks and you're like, wow, there it is. So that was really, that, that was great. I think I learned more as a songwriter and even a singer than I ever have before, just in two weeks, hanging out with Garth and just playing with the guys. Like, I think it made us all a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Is it feasible to see then why a lot of bands have like their favorite producers and they, they work with them more oh, yeah. often? Oh, that? absolutely. Yeah, because a producer becomes the band. Yeah, and it's and it's a really you know once you have somebody um, that you trust like that, it, you sort of don't want to find somebody else because it's hard to have somebody that you can love who can take something you put your heart and soul into you and look you in the eye and honestly tell you like that isn't any good. You are wrong, and you not want to kill them. So I mean, having you to suck. having to go hammer out that relationship, you know, a bunch of times every record you can see why a lot of bands once they find someone they'll stick with them because it's someone that they they know is just trying to give them an honest open opinion and, and make it better cool. yeah. one of the guys we had pleasure of working with on this album was bob ezrin who did you know he produced alice cooper's earlier records and some of his later ones as well and kiss destroyer and jay-z stuff and the list goes on the guy's goddamn king when it comes to music but yeah he mixed the album and uh that's a good example for him because he kind of helped form alice cooper as we know it you know what i mean if not for him i don't know if we'd be talking about alice cooper right now so you know it can be it can be a uh you know it can be a very vital part of a band you know if you find the right producer now you, you had mentioned that there obviously were a lot more songs that got weeded down how do your songs come together? Is it uh, does one person bring an idea in, or is it more of a cohesive kind of thing? Generally, um, we come in with a skeleton of a song, or I'll I'll write something, uh, or Dave will write something, or and we'll bring it into the band with like a rough format, with a structure of the tune, with a verse and a chorus, maybe even a bridge, and then uh, and then we'll just start jamming on it, and then parts and arrangements will kind of fall into place from there. So you're on the road right now. What does the rest of 2014 look like? Is there a lot of um, do, you have, do you have a lot of shows planned? Or I think we're we're gonna focus on touring the next these next months. And the fo- hey, we don't really can't really say anything because God knows, right? But yeah, we're looking at touring, playing playing the songs live, um, and you know we never stop writing at the same time. So there's that as well. Besides, right now you haven't written a song in a while. <laughs> I wanted to ask you because we've had you in here uh, today, um, you know, playing some acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned that that's you know kind of part of the you know the, what goes into making the song, but it's not really indicative of what someone would see if they were to see your band live. Would that, is that is that a fair statement to make? No, the song structure is all pretty much the same, but you'll just get in a, a much louder uh, presentation. I mean, we're all going to be playing our instruments. It's a lot more rock and roll, a lot more energy, I guess. We don't have any acoustics, I guess, in the live set at all. But there is one on the record, but we haven't found a way to work it in. It just still feels too awkward. We're just too used to rocking out. But Well, it kind of ruins the vibe, right? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Is that something you guys like doing? Or, um, I mean... Ruining the vibe? No. <laughs> we love it. Yes. Dream killers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, as far as you know, playing acoustically, doing things like what we've had you in here today. What we just do. did, we love doing that. Uh Best way to write a song, really. Best way to write a song. Uh, you know, it helps you become uh, versatile as a musician, too, if you can play in both contexts. We do do some acoustic sets, both at radio, and we've 
played shows at bars too acoustically and it's a good way to uh kind of keep your palate open i guess you know uh, next time we do a record well we do have an acoustic song on this record we just have to really commit to like playing that live and getting used to doing it <laughs> do we <laughs> Because like we, we, it's a song in the record. It's a great tune, right? But we're all like, oh, it's just not rock and roll. But it's like, it's still a rock and roll tune. It's just not heavy, you know, down your throat the whole time. I think people get tired of that in their sets. So I want to work acoustic somehow into the into the set some, someday for sure. And even in the next record, I'd love to have a couple acoustic songs on there because it's just it's just a whole different arena of rock that we should be exploring. I think or just music. Yeah, it's true almost a case of uh whether whether you know the band has to fit into a box or whether the the box has to fit the band kind of deal yeah that's a way to play acoustic and still make it cool for us i think silly question but uh, i mean you guys talk about you know being on the road long drives and stuff what do you do like what do you do do you, do you get a chance to listen to music or what, what do you do to pass the time on the road? Uh, we got to we got to ottawa after a 14 hour drive last night uh, coming from halifax and yeah uh if we're not listening to tunes, um, we try to listen to a bit of a bit of a bit of podcasts. You know, uh, WTF with Mark Maron was the big hit uh, last night. We listened to the interview with Mike Myers, which was one of the best I've heard on his podcast. It was amazing. Um, napping is a big one. Lots of napping. Lots of rack time. Uh, honestly, just flipping through the old smartphone, like just surfing the webs, texting away, doing that kind of crap. Also, we had, that's a good pass. We wrote a blog yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Wrote a blog on Critique uh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> that's going to be our thing. Every day we're going to critique a new fast food joint. Yeah, let's not say every day. If you go to our Tumblr page, you can read it. Without uh, giving too much away, how did Tim Hortons do? 6.9 out of 10, to be specific. <laughs> read up and on the details. Very good, but not perfect. Coffee was strong. Bagels were weak. You guys into a more... Uh, you're not a big fan of the cakey bagels? More of a hard... Uh, more of a pastry type thing? Cakey bagels? Well, because the, the Timmy's bagel, like compare it to something you'd pick up in, on the streets of Montreal. Oh, I yeah. mean, you, you know, it's going to be more doughy, more chewier. Yeah, sure. Totally. We, that's yeah. what we talked about. <laughs> chewy. It was chewy. It, yeah, it was too doughy. It wasn't crisp enough. It wasn't fresh. <laughs> yeah. wasn't great well well, there you have it everybody <laughs> <laughs> thank you good night song called Sarah Ann one two three dance your dance I don't mind shaking off a beat like Sarah Ann sing your song I sing mine shaking off a beat like Sarah Ann
talk is loud Like that heavy sound You know what I mean So turn the dial Crack a smile For a little while We're driving and I hope I'm so tired of your shiver Halifax's Glory Hound here on the album drop live at CHUO. Thank you so much for coming in, guys, and thank you to everybody who had a chance to listen to this program today. If you missed it, it'll be up on our website, thealbumdrop.ca. We'll be back next week with a brand new program. In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or listen to previous episodes at chuo.fm. I'm Phil Shirakawa. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a beautiful time. Smell you later. I'll be back. For more information, check out thealbumdrop.ca. This whole thing has gone on long enough. When will this insanity end? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM. Okay, I'm finished.